There are more ways to celebrate than ever before at the Jeep Celebration Event. Hurry in for great deals today on the only brand that lets you go anywhere and do anything. And now, returning FCA lessees get $2,000 combined bonus cash, plus $500 Jeep Celebration bonus cash on the purchase of a 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L Limited. Lessee is solely responsible for early lease termination payments, fees, costs, and penalties. Current lease must end by 4-3-2023. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-31-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, everybody, it's Greg, Detroit's Love Guru, coming to you live as normal every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern time with the Art of Relationship show. This is a special show I do every year talking about grief during the holidays because it's one thing that a lot of people miss and everything is supposed to be all happy, joy, joy during the holidays. It's not so for a lot of people, okay? So I'm going to get into this and help you heal with the grief aspects and how to make it through the holidays, okay? And I have a special offer as well, a free giveaway coming to you real quick. So pay attention. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right there. Hey, welcome back, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Art of Relationship show, like I mentioned uh, a little bit ago, and I am actually giving a giveaway. Um, this is the original cover of my new book, my latest book that just came out ooh, probably about a week, two weeks ago at the most, and I'm working on a new cover design right now, but you will get the paperback. It's the same book, just a different cover. Um, all you have to do is share the video or my post below this announcing the show every Wednesday to your timeline, and I will do a drawing. I'm giving away 10 free copies of the paper book right here. Of um, It's right here. Love, sex, and everything in between. A relationship guide. It's available in ebook, uh, paperback on Amazon, but I'm giving away free copies, and I even am paying for shipping, okay? Plain and simple, I'm paying for shipping. Um, so I'll announce the winners tomorrow. You just have to share either this video or the post down below announcing the Art of Relationship show. It's my way for saying thank you so much for all the support I've been getting this year and um, a way to give back too, okay? So I'm going to get back into the situation about grief during the holidays. And as I mentioned, for a lot of people, it is not a happy time for a lot of people, okay? There are a lot of people that deal with so many different grief aspects, and especially during 2020, right, with COVID. Um, I have lost uh, people I've known due to COVID. I had a client that less than two weeks ago uh, had a brain aneurysm, was healthy, everything was fine, had a brain aneurysm and passed away. And my best goes out to his wife, and uh, his family as well, uh, big time. So we've all endured a lot, maybe lost people, loved ones, maybe heart attacks, car accidents, cancer, rare diseases, that type of form, suicide, okay? But there are a lot of other grief elements other than, let's face it, death that we lost. Um, there are people during COVID that have lost, uh, let's face it, countless people have lost jobs out there. 
Um, maybe you have lost a pet and a lot of people, oh, it's an animal, it's a pet. Pets are very soothing. They're part of a family. I'm a huge animal fan uh, myself. So it's very, very difficult. Okay. What about people that have lost in other ways as well? Not only, like I said, through death, but job loss, through health aspects. Maybe you lost your mobility. Maybe you lost hearing. Maybe you lost, you know, vision, those type of aspects. Okay. Maybe you're wheelchair bound. Um, so there are a lot of different types of losses. And a lot of people assume that everybody should be all woohoo, happy go lucky, right? During the holiday season. And it's not, it's very, very difficult. Okay. And there are a lot of different stages of grief. Everyone's heard of, you know, probably the most famous is Kubler Ross, um, hyphenated last name with her stages of grief. And, you know, you talk about, you know, denial, you talk about anger, right? You talk about bargaining. Oh, please give me more time. I wanted more time or maybe bargaining. Take me instead, that type of aspect. And then people go into a depressed state. Um, and then, you know, the acceptance of the death and being able to move on and try to heal. But a lot of people, I, I tell people when I taught college classes, my two main classes, believe it or not, was psychology of death and dying because I do a lot of grief and trauma work or used to. And of course, human sexuality. And when I tell people about death and dying, because of the stages of grief are laid out in a five-step plan, doesn't mean everybody goes through all the stages. That doesn't mean everybody goes through not only all the stages, but go through the stages and, you know, in the right order, or the one through five order, right? No, everybody's different. Sometimes people could, yeah, accept you death and then the anger and everything comes out later or depression hits that you're so busy and in a state of shock that it, everything doesn't hit. Okay. So you have to remember, be kind to people during the holiday season, please, please be kind to people. And you know, so many people try, Oh, cheer up, joke around, be happy. It's a holiday season for a lot of people. Again, it is very, very enduring and it's very sad and a very challenging time for people. So number one, be compassionate, be understanding, reach out and ask, are you okay? You need somebody to talk to because when a lot of people are sad and grieving from one form or another, as I mentioned, that, you know, isolation sits in a lot of people they want to isolate. They don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to reach out to anybody because maybe they don't want to burden anybody. Okay. They don't want to, you know, be a pain to anybody else. Or a lot of times they don't want to talk about it or talk to anybody because it's a remembrance that, you know, all that sadness comes out of you and people don't want to deal with it. So they want to try to hide it, ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist, pretend they're fine. So please reach out to these people. And uh, one thing I tell people, and I have for God for two decades, I want people to feel the sadness. I want people to feel the grief. Now, hold on. People are looking at Greg, you're an ass. Why do you want people to feel that? I don't want them to like it. There's a huge difference. I want people to allow those feelings to come out. They're real. They're intense. Because the more you try to hold back, the more you try to pretend they don't exist or ignore them, that's a lot of work and it makes it a lot more difficult for the healing process to set in and where you can, you know, move beyond the grief. Okay. And everybody assumes, you know, there's a time frame. Oh, it's been six months. It's been a year. It's been three months. You should be fine already. Right. You should be all done over, you know, 
wipe it away and move on, right? It don't work that way. Everybody uses the word and I don't like the word, but it's true. It's a process, okay? It's a day by day struggle for a lot of people and that's what it is. You shouldn't try to rush people through the grieving process and a lot of people go after that, okay? A lot of people try to push you through the grieving process. Let's face it, hell, in corporate America, right? You get three bereavement days, right? Paid bereavement for three days and get your ass back to work or we're not paying you type of thing. And it, it's sad because all of a sudden in three days, you're supposed to, you know, suck it up and get back to work type of thing. Are you kidding me? It don't work that way. And it, it's a daily um, endurance, a daily struggle. It's a daily hurt healing process, okay? And I'm going to walk you through some steps that can take place that can help you through these aspects, okay? And a lot of people, I, I tell people, you know, with the grieving aspect, and it could be losing kids, you you know, horrific aspects, okay? And I'm not here to judge or tell people which is worse, you know, not at all. But I want you to remember maybe good times with that person, with that loved one, especially if there's a death in the family or, you know, a pet that type of aspect, okay? Remember the good times. Remember the laugh, the smiles you had, the little maybe joking, the moments of embarrassment, those type of things that you remember and you cherish those memories. They, they can help you put a smile back on your face and release the endorphins and those aspects, okay? They can help in a healing process that you remember those good times. And I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of times as well where some people, they remember those good times and they crave them over again. Who wouldn't, right? That's okay. But it's okay to remember the good times and use them as a healing process and to let the endorphins kick in and try to help heal the pain aspects, okay? How many people still talk to... Um, and this goes, let me back up a little bit. Even remembering the good times could be at a work, at a place, you know, co-workers, that type of aspect. If you lost your job, you know, maybe what you liked about the job or career, or maybe joke around what you didn't like about it. Those type of things you can, you know, those memories are there to cherish, okay? So remember that. Another thing, especially when people have passed away or pets passed away, how many people, and I ask clients this all the time. Do you still talk to them, right? <clears throat> a lot of people look at me like, what do you mean? They're dead, Greg. Um, they're not here. Or pet died. My mom died. Dad died. My daughter, son died. What do you mean talk to them? And I tell people, you can still talk to them regardless of what your beliefs are, okay? If it's a spiritual realm, some people are religious, some aren't, you know, some, it could be your soul or spirit could be, you know, floating around, flying around type aspect, whatever your beliefs are, but do you still talk to them? Do you tell them that you miss them, that you love them, that you hope they're, you know, that they're okay, that they're at peace, if anything, okay? Because a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to do that because they feel like it's crazy. They feel like, oh my God, what am I doing? They're not going to talk back. It doesn't matter. Okay. What matters is that you're getting it out of there and it's okay that you still communicate with those people. And some people not only talking to them, <clears throat> some people talk to them in other ways. Okay. Through journaling, through writing, through, I, you know, having a, a text, you know, message account to that person to still have it, even though it's not going to be delivered anymore, that you can use it as a journal and keep it 
um, you know, keep it going. When you feel like you missed them, talk, journal it. It's okay. I had a client years ago that lost her father and um, she came up with, had an email account, you know, dad at gmail.com or yahoo.com or whatever. And, you know, would email that, you know, that would be a way of journaling too. So there's a way to keep the communication going, even though they might, you know, not going to communicate back. It's okay to still talk and miss them. And, you know, I wish you were here. Oh, I remember this time we laughed together. I remember this one time that you farted and you cracked your pants, that type of thing. Right. Um, so you can laugh and joke around about it and still okay to communicate and say you miss them and you wish they were here. That's okay. So those are some avenues that can help the healing process, okay? How many people also, <clears throat> you can keep like a, a, I call it a memory chest or a memory box. It, it can be maybe a fancy box, whatever, wooden box, metal box. It can be a plastic tote. It doesn't matter, okay? That you can keep memorabilia in it, photos, their favorite shirt, their favorite um, whatever it is, a game, a remembrance, maybe during the holidays, right? Their favorite, maybe Christmas ornament. And, you know, some people put it out or they're afraid to look at those things. Um, you know, maybe their favorite book, whatever those keepsakes are, um, you can keep them in a memory box or a memory chest, or some people have a memory wall in a house, you know, where there's pictures of them, like a memorial or our shelf, you know, there's so many different ways that you can do this. It's whatever works for you too, okay? And again, it's so important to allow yourself to heal, to release that pain. And if you feel guilty, shame, I wish I would have had more time. I wish I would have been there, you know, when they passed away or that type of aspect. And there's a lot of times to allow that to go away, to heal. And remember, again, this goes for even to feel bad that you are, maybe wheelchair bound, like there's, you know, a grieving through a health crisis that you're dealing with or endured that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So remember these aspects, okay? Cherish them. It's one of those things that no one should ever tell you, oh, suck it up, get over it. It's been um, this long, that long. You need to stay away from those people. It's a time to reach out to, you know, maybe a friend or friends to talk to, support group grief support groups and um, a counselor, woo, right? Some people are religious and they have a, a strong connection or, you know, a trust uh, relationship with their pastor, reverend, or, you know, their clergy in a religious aspect. One thing about grief support groups, I'm going to, they serve a huge purpose, okay? And some grief support groups are closed, which means there's only a certain amount of group members and that's it through maybe an eight-week, 12-week period. And some groups are what they call open groups where new people come in all the time, okay? And I tell people, support groups are good, but I'm also going to give a word of advice and warning with them. They can serve a purpose, but you have to be careful because when new people keep coming in for help and grieving, what happens is it keeps triggering and you don't get out of that stuck pattern. Like you are revisiting, resurfacing the grief and off of other people. And I posted last week about empaths and it's very difficult because you start feeling everybody else's pain and you don't get a chance to heal and to be able to, you know, try to move on and regain your life again. So be careful of that. Okay. 
And another aspect, you know, I gave, you know, self-soothing tools, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to feel, you know, read, try to get back to your regular activities. And I know it sucks and people heard this before, but try to get back to what you enjoy. If it's listening to music, if it's, you know, dancing naked in your house, if it's, uh, you know, like I said, reading, if it's a exercising, bike riding, walking, these aspects are crucial for the healing process, okay, to be able to heal, and you are still living. Remember that, okay? A lot of people I've run into, and I question it, you know what? Are you afraid to be happy again? Because this is a reality, and a lot of people are afraid to ask these questions. I ask tough questions. You can ask my couples. I do it for a reason, to serve a purpose, okay? I don't want to blow smoke up people's booties and pretend that there's rainbows and unicorns floating around all over the place. I'm a realist and I get it. So when I ask couples, you know what, are you afraid to be happy again? They look at me like they never thought about it. And it's sort of a, a subconscious maybe attitude or some conscious um, presence, if you will, to where they don't want to be happy again, because that means if I'm happy again, I don't miss my loved one. You get me? I, 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 I don't miss them. I don't love them anymore. I don't think about them anymore. If I'm happy, woohoo, yeah, everything's great again. And then you start feeling guilty or shameful for feeling happy again. Do you understand? Maybe some people can relate to that. And I tell people, you're living. You still have a right to live and still be happy. And your loved one still wants you would want you to be happy and uh, go after what you love and to still live a joyful life, you know, whatever that means to you. So remember that, okay? It's okay to laugh and smile again when your loved one passes, okay? That's okay. So again, reach out to friends, reach out to, you know, support groups, reach out to clergy, counselors, big time, okay? So allow people in to help you and be there for you, but don't allow others to tell you, suck it up. You know what? It should be over. It should be whatever. And definitely reach out to a professional counselor, social worker, psychologist, whatever, especially if the grief is not alleviating over a given amount of time. Okay. I, I would say, you know, that you're not feeling a little relief after three to four months. I'm being realistic and I'm not talking you're fully healed. No, not at all. But you feel like it's not getting anywhere. It's getting worse that you're stuck and not getting any help. And I, it's, it's important. Okay. I want you to live your life and, you know, be happy again, somewhat, even though it sounds impossible, it sounds maybe crazy, but I want you to be able to be able to move on and to be able to heal uh, from that and be able to live your life again. And that by no means dictates or means that you don't love that person or miss them or want them around. No. Okay. Not at all. So hopefully this advice will help you out and give you some tips. Okay. And again, I appreciate everybody listening, joining in again, share my video, this video on your timeline and or the post below about the show every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern time. And you will get a copy of my latest book, uh, Love, Sex, and Everything in Between, A Relationship Guide. Like I said, I apologize. This is the original cover. Eh, I'm not too fan, uh, fan of it, so I have a new one coming out. Um, but you will get the paperback version, the actual paperback, 
Um, it's actually the book. <laughs> um, and I pay for shipping. It's a way for me to say thank you so much and to, you know, give back to all the people and for your support and love that you've given me uh, over the years and over this year, especially. So check out my website, the art of relationships show, or sorry, the art of relationships.org. There we go. Make sure you go over to my public figure page. Um, the art of relation. There we go again. Sorry. Detroit's love guru. There we go. Facebook.com slash Detroit's love guru. As I battle with my words today. Okay. Peace and love to everybody out there. Hopefully this has helped and given you some tips uh, with the grieving that you're enduring, especially during the holidays. Okay. Peace and love to everybody out there again. Take care. Bye-bye. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.